an interview with actor and director Jonathan Frakes from Star Trek The Next Generation. Stay tuned. Hello once again, after a long hiatus, and welcome to the TV series finale podcast. I am your host, Trevor Kimball. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, thanks so much for joining me once again. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining me, and I want you to know that this show is part of the TVSeriesFinale.com website. It's a site that's devoted to TV show cancellation news, last episodes, and reunions. Today we have an interview with actor and director Jonathan Frakes. He's best known for playing William T. Riker on Star Trek The Next Generation, and during his time on that show, he became a director and has directed many episodes of the different Star Trek series, as well as two Star Trek movies, some other films and TV shows as well. His latest project is an episode of Leverage, which stars Timothy Hutton and airs on Tuesday nights on TNT. This particular episode of Leverage has a couple of Star Trek guest stars, most notably Brent Spiner, Data from The Next Generation, and Armin Shimmerman, Quark, from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I spoke with Jonathan today, and we talked about leverage, directing TV versus movies, working with the Trek veterans once again, the end of the next generation, the future of the next generation, particularly in light of the upcoming Star Trek movie from J.J. Abrams, the next generation cast's upcoming appearance on Family Guy, and much more. Jonathan is a pleasure to talk to, and I'm happy to bring you the interview now. So this is the second episode of TNT's Leverage that you've directed. Um, do you anticipate doing any more of them? I sure do. The pickup was uh, something we were all very encouraged about, and I uh, hope to do quite a few next season. Excellent. Now, from what I've seen and read about the show, it seems like the cast has a real camaraderie, as did the Next Generation cast, obviously. Very similar. Do you feel like that's important? I feel like it's essential if you're going to work 16 hours a day sure sure <laughs> it, it was it was great to see the people instead of disappearing to their dressing rooms hanging out together on the set and coming in on the days off it had the same kind of uh camaraderie as you said that that, that next gen had right it's, i think that only helps a show oh that's excellent yeah well it, i think it really kind of shows on on screen i believe that too i believe that when people get along the audience can tell yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Strangely, when they don't, the audience can't tell. But they, the yeah. They... Um, now, a couple of Star Trek veterans, Brent Spiner from Next Generation and Armin Shimmerman from Deep Space Nine, are guest starring on this episode. Can I? What say... do you think about that? <laughs> Can I safely assume that you had a hand in the casting? I would say more than. <laughs> I asked. I'd asked Dean. I said, "Can I offer this part to Brent? He's also a Brent Spiner fan because he used him in Independence Day." Oh, okay, sure. So uh, Dean said, sure, if you can get Brent to do it, that'd be great. And then in the casting session of these uh, other parts, the uh, corrupt juror and the judge, I, I used Armin because he's spectacular and sort of underused. And I used his wife, Kitty, 
who was also on Deep Space Nine as the judge. I wanted a female judge. And all it did was make everybody's life easier, knowing that when you're directing an episode, part of the challenge is to fill as many of the pieces with people who you don't have to worry about. Right. Who will bring interesting, clever, creative, bring their talents, show up on time, do the job, make the life, make the day a pleasure, and hopefully bring some magic. And the idea of being able to cast people that I knew and had worked with was right. great. And now we have the added sort of bonus that we can um, use it as a marketing tool because it's a, a bit of a Star Trek reunion. So it's, it's, it's been very productive on both, both ends. It was great while we were shooting it, and now this week it's great for us because we can pump up the, uh, the episode with it. Right, right, absolutely. Now on Star Trek First Contact, I believe, you earned the nickname of Two Takes Freaks. Because I heard of, that rumor. <laughs> because of your efficiency of directing style. And, I, and I'm guessing that serves you very well in the fast-paced schedule of television? It serves you very well when you work with Dean Devlin, who wants you to do an episode sometimes in six and a half days. Wow. Wow. No, it, it serves you well on television because we all know that it's not just how well you tell the story, it's whether you come in on time and on budget and having a plan and having being efficient is uh, is very helpful to a to making episodic TV work. Sure. It's actually, excuse me, it's actually essential. Right, right, sure. Absolutely. It also helps you get more episodes. <laughs> yeah, I would think. I would think if you come in on budget or under budget, yeah, you look really good on the bottom line. And that's often and unfortunately true. They say, well, how, how did he do with the, you know, that's sometimes the first thing they check when you're going for a new job. Right. How did he do on his, what were his hours like? Right. Did he come in on budget? Yeah. And then if those answers are what they want to hear, then they'll look at the show that you did, which is kind of vast backwards, but it is a business after all, isn't it? Right, right. No, absolutely. Which do you prefer? Do you prefer directing television or movies? Well, this obviously you have a little more time and money to play with in movies. Right. But there's something about the immediacy of, of directing television that, uh, is quite adrenaline-producing. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. There is more. You get a little more time, a little more money with movies, but you get a little more immediate gratification with um, TV because you shoot your episode, you cut it, you put these sound effects and music and ADR, and you sweeten it up, and the next thing you know, it's on the air. Right, right. Kind of movie. You kind of get in. You kind of get in, get out versus movies, which can be like a year-long, two-year-long process. True. Exactly. Very yeah. true. Um, I'd like to switch gears just for a moment and talk about Next Generation, if we could. Please. Um, it's 15 years now since the Next Generation signed off. Amazing. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah, yeah. I mean, life is going by much too fast. Well, it's bizarre that people still care about it and still go to conventions and still talk about it. It's fabulous. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a testament to how good the show was. Um, do you have any particular memories of the show's final days? I remember the last day we shot on uh, All Good Things, which was the name of the last episode. Right. And blessedly, we had just signed on to do uh, Generations, the first of the movies that we did. So right. It wasn't as emotionally traumatic as it could have been if it was the you know, if we had thought it was the end. Right. Right. It's still somewhat emotional because we'd done. You know, we did 182 episodes together. Yeah. 
but we were I do remember that feeling of of saying goodbye but at the same time knowing we'll all be back, back together in a couple of weeks and that was um, that was fabulous right right I just sat and did the DVD commentary on Insurrection, which was the second of the Star Trek movies that I directed. And I sat with um, beautiful Imzadi Marina Thirties, who oh, played Captain Troy on the show. And we watched Insurrection for the first time in, I guess, 11 years. And wow, what an experience to go back and watch and think and remember and kid. And it was, uh, it's, it was good fun. Oh, well, both... All of the Star Trek movies, and, and of course, Next Generation, were a joy to watch. But certainly, your movies, I personally think they were the strongest of the Next Generation. I mean, just very, very tight. Um, you know, stayed right on focus the whole time. Didn't seem to be a lot of extra stuff that took away from the story. Just, just wonderful to watch. Thank you. What uh, do you think of how you're feeling about JJ's movie? Uh, I'm excited about it. Um, you know, I'm I'm a little wary because it looks it looks really exciting, but at the same time, it looks like um, you know in a slightly different direction. So you know, you can't help. But... Are you a Are you a trucker? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let me ask you though, with the next uh, Star Trek movie coming out, what kind of impact do you think that might have on the future of the next generation projects? Well, I have two schools of thought on that. Mm -hmm. I, I think that if the next Star Trek movie, J.J.'s Star Trek movie, does well, which I suspect it will, sure. because I think it's being greatly anticipated mm -hmm. and well-promoted, and, and it, looks like it's, it looks like a big, it looks like the old-school, big blockbuster Saturday popcorn movie yeah. that Star Trek wants to be. I think... Assuming it is a success, that the franchise then becomes about those guys. That you know, three, four, whatever number of years later, right. there'll be another movie with um, Pine and Kinto. That would be my guess. However, if the show, for some reason, if the movie for some reason doesn't do well, I think Paramount would. Uh, either revisit Next Gen or mm -hmm. revisit a TV series. That's sort of how I'm... That's my perception of it. I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. Right, right. But I don't think that um, a successful J.J. Abrams movie is, is going to... Unless it brings in new fans of all things Star Trek and they come back and and buy all of our old DVDs. Right. I can't imagine that they're... Um, that they would go back to making Next Gen movies as much as I wish they would. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's interesting because it's sort of a reboot. The new movie is sort of a reboot of the original show, but at the that, same but at the same time, it seems like they're trying to stay with the history of, you know, the the canon of Star Trek, so to speak, and they're even using Leonard Nimoy's Spock, which picks up after we last saw him on the Next Generation. So, yeah, I think that um that's why putting JJ giving J.J. the keys to the car, as it were, is uh, a good idea, because I think he is very much a, um, he does respect the franchise for what it is and what it has for its place in the sort of popular culture. Right. I don't think he's trying to reinvent the wheel, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, which I which I think fans, ultimately longtime fans, wouldn't be crazy about. No, what do you think the feeling is from the fans? Because I know when we started, when Next Generation started, the fans were really skeptical of of our show because they were so loyal to um, 
the Kirk and Spock Star Trek. Right, right. Well, I think quite honestly, the fans feel like, you know, and I, and I can't speak them for them all because they're obviously a varied group, but I think at least from my perspective that, um, you know, longtime fans are a little bit wary. They're excited. Um, you know, it was a different time, obviously, when Next Generation came out because the original cast were still kind of going strong. They were just coming off of their most popular movie. Um, so, and and uh, a second TV series with a different cast, you know, had never happened before. But now, years later, there's been several Star Trek casts and, and different permutations of movies and whatnot. Yeah. So I think overall, I think people are excited. But... You know, those are also the people who have no interest in letting go of, um, you know, Next Generation and and the other series. Yeah. And certainly don't want to see them going away. So in terms of Next Generation, you know, if if the Star Trek movie comes out and somebody came to you, you know, Paramount said to you, you know what, we want to do a new Star Trek series. Is that something that you would be interested in being involved with? Absolutely. Marina and I kid about doing a half hour about the Titan, which is the ship that we're now allegedly serving on. I think right. I think it would be a a, uh, a great idea. And I'd, I know that a bunch of us would be interested. I know certain members of the cast have believed they put it back, but I had dinner with Patrick the other night, and Patrick said, you know, I'd love to do another one of those Star Trek movies. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, I know in the press they say one thing, but I, I think if push came to shove, this family would like to come back together. Right, right. Well, and from what I've heard, um, you know, they were doing that Star Trek, what was it, the Star Trek experience, the the, the kind of tour that they were doing? The one that closed in Vegas. Uh, no, not that one, the traveling. Oh, no, the touring, the touring of the, the like it was a bridge and a right, uh, right. shuttlecraft. And, yeah, they went from Science Museum to Science Museum around yeah, the country. Yeah, yeah. Now, there was a small film in that, where um, it took place on the Titan, and they had Will Wheaton playing an adult, uh, Wesley Crusher, and they had, um, I'm sorry, I can't think of the name, but the gentleman who plays Tuvok from Voyager. Oh, Tim, uh, Tim yes, Russ? Yes, and they were both on board the, vo on board the Titan. Um, I don't think your character was heard or seen, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, Wait a minute, that's my ship. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so your ship is certainly still out there. It's been usurped. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, now I have to ask you about the upcoming episode of Family Guy. It's the second appearance that your character Riker has made on the show. I think it's more like the third or fourth, isn't it? Is it? Okay, I'm not a huge Family I Guy taped, fan. I just taped a couple lines of it, just taped, whatever that's called, recorded. Okay. It was uh, like last month. The Family Guy has been so good to us, it's given us an entirely new audience. I mean, people who never watched Star Trek yeah, watch Family Guy, as you can well sure, imagine. Sure, sure. But those guys are huge Trekkies now, out there. Now, I believe this is the first time that the entire original Next Generation cast has reunited, at least on screen, you know, in, in animated form anyway. Were, did you guys tape them all together or in pieces? No, Patrick was in London, and I did it here, and I think um, Marina did hers from London. As well. No, nobody was together. I wish we had been. Okay, okay. And aside from possibly more episodes of Leverage, what's next for you? I do a show for Fox that's called Persons Unknown. It's a uh, wonderful psychological drama. Chris McQuarrie wrote the pilot who did uh, 
usual suspects in Valkyrie and we shoot in Mexico City. Excellent, excellent. We'll look forward to seeing that and, uh, and watching your episode on Leverage. Thanks, Trevor. As we discussed, Jonathan Frake's latest work as a director is on an episode of Leverage, which debuts Tuesday, February 10th on TNT. I'd like to thank Jonathan for his time today and TNT for making the interview possible. And that concludes this edition of the podcast. I hope your 2009 has gotten off to a great start and gets even better. As always, I enjoy hearing from you, either feedback on the podcast or any questions you might have. You can send them to podcast at tvseriesfinale.com or you can call our listener line at 213-985-1014. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so for free. There's feed information on the website or you can go to the iTunes store and search for TV Series Finale and you'll find us under the free podcast. If you like the show and would like to support it, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast directory suits you. By doing that, you help promote the show and help other people to find it, which keeps it going, and that's always a good thing. And, of course, don't forget to visit the tvseriesfinale.com website for the latest cancellation news, petitions, last episodes, and reunion information for your favorite shows. I'm Trevor Kimball, and until next time, stay tuned.